0: Hello and welcome to West Indies on 99.94, Cricket Every Day. My name is Mashal St. Hewitt, one half of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast, and with me as ever is Santokin Aguilendran, the other half of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. West Indies on 99.94 is your new home for West Indies cricket content, and we'll be dropping into your podcast feed on YouTube or on the 99.94 app several times every week. So please rate, review, like, share, subscribe. And thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation. Today on West Indies on 99.94, we're going to be talking IPL. Is the West Indies generation finally over? Santolki, take it away.
1: Yeah, Mashan. it's been a big day for cricketers around the region. They've been waking up to see whether they've managed to maintain the bag they've secured in the IPL or whether they've been released by their respective franchises. Now, this year was a watershed year for West Indies cricket. 17 players had been signed by IPL franchises for the 2022 season. But ahead of the mini auction next month, franchises have the option to release the retain players and the lists were announced today. Now, seven West Indians have managed to be retained by their franchises while 10 have been released. Mash, there's only one place we've got to start with Kyron Pollard, Mumbai Indians legend, former West Indies captain. He has decided to retire from playing in the IPL and taken up a job as a batting coach at the Mumbai Indians. Now, Michelle, what are your, what's your immediate reaction to this news? I'm a bit flummoxed. I mean, I get
0: it. First things first, I totally get it. But I think I'm a bit flummoxed because I don't think I've allowed myself to fully process the news. And I say this respectfully as somebody who wouldn't even class themselves as like an IPL stan. Like I I'm not a a big massive IPL fan, but I am a West Indian fan at the end of the day. And I think I think Santoki this is probably the most respectful way they could have removed him from the franchise because you have said to me, I think you'd even intimated to me, maybe earlier this year or during IPL that you, that you felt that I think you've said in the past, sorry, that Pollard will always may stay with Mumbai, no matter what he'll stay with Mumbai. So when we'd started to hear through the grapevine, oh, Pollard's release, I think you text me or something and said, he'll stay with Mumbai. Like he won't, he might, whether he plays or not, he's staying with Mumbai. And and that, that's what's come to pass. And to I think what I would say is, Given he is a T20 goal, it's an absolute no-brainer of a decision that if they're going to release him, that they keep him in, in the backroom staff to help nurture their next set of players, whether that be established international stars or, or whether that be some of the up-and-coming youngsters that they'll have, whether Indian players or, or non-Indian players. Because the one thing that you and I have always agreed on about Pollard is he is a winner. He is a forward thinking captain. Mumbai rated Pollard so much they let him captain their franchise. Um, if, if if you see where I'm coming from. So if anything, it's a really respectful way to 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 treat somebody somebody they consider an integral part of what is the winningness franchise in IPL.
1: Yeah, and it's somewhat ironic considering a love-hate relationship he has with fans in the West Indies that at Mumbai he is universally loved and one of the greatest, or if not the greatest overseas player to take part in the IPL. So you just feel, as you said, this is a respectful way of him continuing that link with the Mumbai Indians, but also not having to play and sort of tarnish his reputation because last season we saw his he wasn't in great form. Obviously, he's only getting older. He's 35 years at the moment. So this is a way of essentially not dropping him and releasing him and saying you're not good enough for the team, keeping him in the setup and inspiring future generations and also keeping that legacy of someone who's been at the franchise for so long, he's still going to be around kind of coaching. And you'd imagine, similar to Alara, if batting as being a batting coach does take off for him he, he'll probably be a head coach within the next two three years for the franchise so it is something interesting to see he as he has indicated that his playing career is not over he's going to play for the mumbai or the mi emirates in the uae leagues. Starting in January, and you'd imagine he'll play in 100 in CPL. It'll just be interesting to see sort of how he can keep up his high standards, not playing international cricket and the IPL, essentially the two highest level forms of T20 cricket. So you'd imagine within the next year or two, he probably will wind down his playing career. But for now, it's not the end of him in terms of uh, playing for other franchises and in other leagues. Now, from one former captain to the current white ball captain, Nicholas Pooran, Mash the million dollar buy earlier this year he's been released by the Sunrisers Hyderabad now on one hand you could say this could potentially mean he'll be picked up by another franchise in New auction next month or even Sunrisers might try to sign him for a smaller fee but I guess ultimately releasing him shows the franchise are not 100% committed to him. they're not saying he's indispensable for the club do you just feel the last few months a poor World Cup he's been out of form has sort of swung it in the favor of them releasing him in terms of he didn't make himself irreplaceable with uh, in recent performances?
0: I would love to hear from somebody behind the scenes at Sunrises. Uh, wait, isn't that the team of Brian Nara is going to be head coach <laughs> Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Lara colded out his countrymen.
1: What's going on, man?
0: (laughs) I would love to hear the rationale behind how you go one year giving somebody, what was it, 1.6 million bag down to actually get out of the team. Um, Listen, I think we've got to be harsh here, Santolkin. I think, or we've got to ask some really difficult questions. And do, is this a reflection on where the current state of the West Indies T20 quote-unquote stars are. Because if a team doesn't want to retain our white ball captain and somebody who is generally seen as having a huge upside in the game. Now, don't get me wrong. they Like you say, they could resign him for maybe like 700k. Maybe that's what it's about. Maybe it's about just trying to use their purse more smartly and not retain somebody on a one point six bag or whatever it actually was. But I just wonder if this speaks to the declining value of a, of a West Indian player now. Like we always used to joke to everybody in on in sundry on uh, on our Twitter feed about. Everyone knows how you win a T Twenty tournament, get a West Indian. But maybe Santoki, actually, the way you win a T tournament is lose all your West Indians. Maybe that's the way forward now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think if anything, this for all the talk in the region about players not caring for West Indies as a brand or as a team, this sort of highlights how important it is. To have international form, you'd imagine, especially with the IPL, there's so much recency bias. If West Indies had gone to the group stage and Poor had and hit, hit a big score against India, England, or Australia, you'd imagine he'd probably get retained by the Sunrisers just because he had that form. Obviously, we crashed out of the in the in the first round, so this is less than the stock of the West Indies players, and we're seeing that reflected in ten players being released by their franchises. On the other on the other side of the argument, Mash, we've always said. Essentially, after the goat generation have retired the likes of Gale, franchises were speculating by paying high prices for West Indians. It was almost as if they were hoping... That they could live up to the form of the previous generation and just taking a gamble. And obviously, in a lot of cases, Romario Shepherd, Odie and Smith, who will get onto these players, haven't lived up to the expectations. So you'd imagine as well it was partly the need for IPL franchises to try and tap into the West Indies market and assuming these players could replicate the golden generation form that led them to sign in so many. And obviously, it hasn't paid off, which is why we're seeing a mass exodus of players now. The irony of it all is we've talked about two big players being uh, released. The irony of it all is some of the ones who have been retained, Andre Russell, Sunil Narayan, Shimon Hetmai, they actually didn't even play in the World Cup for West Indies. So um, it's, an, it's an interesting dynamic a, at the moment in West Indies cricket. But I guess it, while we're talking about released players, one other player we have to mention, DJ Bravo, obviously Chennai Super Kings legacy player, similar to Pollard. He's been released. I think it's slightly different in my opinion to Pollard because Bravo is a death bowler. He's 39 years old. How many overseas players doing his role do we see get signed by franchises at 39 years old? So for me, Masha, I don't know if you agree, I think this is probably the end of the road in terms of his IPL career.
0: Yeah, I I, I would, because I think as MS Dolny announced that this is going to be his final year in, I think that's what I'm hearing for the grapevine that 2023 will be his final year. I would like to see CSK do something similar. That Mumbai have done for Pollard. Now, obviously, it's easier for Mumbai to do it to Pollard. He'd been there the whole time. But Mm. I would, I just, I would struggle to understand why a top tier competition and therefore the franchises couldn't find a way to tap into Bravo's skill set because everybody who's anybody in cricket recognises that Bravo's one of the most intelligent bowlers that's bowled in the modern era. His ability to have this level of longevity to his game is not express pace. It's all about the variations, and he's been doing that up until the age of 39. And Bravo's like a... Bravos like Chris Jericho. Look at me dragging out a <laughs> dragging out a wrestling <laughs> reference. Bravos like Chris Jericho, San so much as he's managed to reinvent himself and keep himself relevant even as the game has changed. Right, and it's only now at thirty nine that people are saying, "Okay, maybe now you're getting to a point where." you're no longer somebody we can guarantee to hold on to to a franchise. I guess what I say to you, though, Santoki, is do you think another franchise is going to take a gamble on him or are we actually going to see DJ Bravo not involved in IPL in any shape or form other than maybe release the theme song for 2023?
1: You know what? I guess it depends on Bravo in terms of I can imagine a franchise would sign him if he went for quote-unquote little money, as in like under 300000 maybe. He might go, a franchise might think is worth a gamble, but it depends on if he's willing to set himself at that price. Obviously, I think Chennai was still paying a, a premium price for him, over 600000 even up until this last IPL. So it sort of depends on where he wants to go. I can imagine, as you said, the skill set he has and the experience, a franchise might take him on a one-season deal to just see what he can do in 2023 and go from there. But my na- actual inclination is bearing in mind his age and the competition for overseas slots in the franchises i just think he's not gonna sort of find a deal which is unfortunate but you know all great careers must come to an end and he's had a fabulous legacy in the ipl now Mash, we're going to take a quick break but when we come back on the other side we've got a lot more to talk about about west indians who have been retained and released in the ipl today
0: i'm daniel norcross
1: and I'm Rory Dollard.
0: And between us, we are England Cricket on 99.94. We'll be every week looking at the ups, the downs, the runners, the riders, the news and the views on all things English cricket. And believe you me, there are plenty of ups and downs. Join us, England Cricket, on
1: 99.94. OK, we're back now, Mash. We're going to talk about two, two players, you know, who a lot of people were surprised. They got deals earlier this year. Romario Shepard, Odeon Smith... You know they they got million dollar deals. They were seen as the future of West Indies cricket all-rounders who could bowl at the death, smash the ball at 150 strike rate. Both have been released, and I think it's fair to say it's not a surprise.
0: Yeah, absolutely not. When when Romario and I'll start with Romario. When Romario Shepherd got the oh the one million bag last year, even you it, with Guyanese blood streaming through, you couldn't <laughs> understand what was going on. <laughs> so. so, so the the Romario Shepherd deal to me smacked off the Sheldon Cottrell deal when Sheldon got the big bag. And then all of a sudden, by the end of the IPL he weren't even playing and everyone was scratching their heads as to how he got the big bag. But even then, Sheldon's at least Sheldon's made more sense back then because of what he could do with the with the new ball, right? Or in the power play. Romario, I couldn't find any justification for his deal other than similar to what you said at the at the top of the show franchises believe in that the next set of West Indians must be like the old set of, of West Indian trailblazers do I think Romario will get a deal this year no however let me just caveat that that doesn't mean that I don't believe Romario shouldn't be getting deals in the quote-unquote lesser T20 leagues I do think he's worth a gamble because of his ability to hit a long ball um, and maybe his bowling will improve but if we consider IPL the elite T20 league then no no, I don't think he's 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 going to get a deal. Old Dean Smith, on the other hand, Santelki, I think he will be picked up. I think because Old Dean has an ability to bowl at 90 and smash the ball a long, long way, it's just, it's impossible to not pick somebody up like that for a cheap price. Someone will take a gamble on Old Dean Smith. Whether he plays or not, that's another question altogether. But I just think there's so much raw talent there with Old Dean that, The first team that makes it click will have unearthed essentially a diamond. So I think somebody will take a gamble on Old Dean, but nowhere near the the base price he got um, last year.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair analysis, Machel. And also one, one other West Indies player who went to the World Cup who also got released, Evan Lewis. Now Evan Lewis would have been seen earlier this year as a premium opener. Unfortunately he hasn't played much cricket at all. He's had a poor World Cup and this has culminated in him losing his deal. Do you think MASH, he's someone who can get picked up or is it someone who's going to have to go and play other franchise tournaments and kind of pick up form to alert the IPL teams to his sort of quality again?
0: I was about to say something so reckless and I stopped myself. Um, Evan doesn't deserve an IPL deal. He he just doesn't deserve one. It's as simple as that. Um, And this is where, and I, I have to be honest, this is where Evan has shot himself in the foot here. All of this, all of this, like not playing for West Indies and back and forth. And then you're not in form, And of course you're not informed because you're not, you're nowhere on the global stage to show that you're in form has come back to bite him in the ass, so to speak. So, Evan only, for me, Evan only has himself to blame if he cannot now pick up a, another deal. He's going to have to play in the B-level tournaments. To, sorry, no, let me rephrase that. He's going to have to play for West Indies and all the B-level tournaments to keep his name in the global light again. And again, Santoki, I return to something you said um, at the top of the show. All the while, some of these players think they don't have to play for West Indies. Yeah, I get it because you want to eat a food. But say you fumble the bag. Some of them have fumbled the bag in IPL. If you fumble the bag and then you're not showing, showcasing yourself anywhere else, i.e. for the West Indies, you can't get the big bag back. So some of these players might have, to be go, might have to go cap in hand back to the West Indies and say, I beg you, pick me so I can showcase my talent because clearly I fumbled my opportunities.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think that's that's exactly the case. I think a lot of players will see this as, as having taken from West Indies to have gone. They'll actually see that it is beneficial to their career. So this, we can see more commitment for the West Indies, bearing in mind what's happening in the IPL this time. Um, one other player who on paper would look like a shock he's got released. He got a million um, dollar deal for the Lucknow Super Giants earlier this year, uh, Jason Holder. But obviously there are rumours in the Indian media that he's going to be swapped over to the Rajasthan Royals, which would make sense in terms of brand alignment having played for Barbados Royals. So we're not going to go too deep into Jason Holder because we think there is more to the story simply than him being released. Now, other players, Dominic Drakes was um, released. Fabian Allen was released. Now... Dominic Drakes makes sense to me. He didn't play much game time. Well, he uh, did he even play any games for his franchise earlier this year? I don't recall seeing him. It was a low fee, so it makes sense. He's the type of overseas player who would get released. Fabian Allen, he was signed by the Mumbai Indians for hundred thousand US dollars the lowest possible bracket, one of the lowest possible brackets you can get signed for. We know he's a three-dimensional player. He's still been released, Mash. What do you think this sort of reflects on Fabian standing in the game at the moment?
0: Word on the streets that I've heard, certainly, is that Fabian didn't play in the Super 50 because he was trying to protect his health for, is it the Bangladesh Premier League that's coming up? I put Fabian in, I put Fabian, that's word on the streets, sorry, that's not facts, but it's word on the street. I put Fabian in the same bracket as Evan in that, and it's not Fabian's fault, West Indies didn't pick him for the T20 World Cup. I mean, Fabian probably wanted to go to the T20 World Cup, didn't get a pick. I just feel that Fabian's almost, his career's almost gone back two years where it sounds weird what I'm going to say, but I feel like Fabian has to prove himself all over again. The injuries haven't helped, absences haven't helped, and I just feel that Where Fabian was at two years ago when it looked like he was about to explode and be considered one of our next global stars, I think he's gone back to the start line again and he's going to have to work his way up. Now, does Fabian choose to work his – will Fabian, sorry, choose to work his way up by um, doing the franchise journey here, there and everywhere? Or will will he do it by – Game-winning performances for the West Indies. Only time will tell. But again, Santoki is not played in Super Fifty, so we won't play, we won't see Fabian play in West Indies ODI uh, maroon. Will West Indies then suddenly pick him going forward in the T Twenty team? So, and if they don't, how is he showcasing his talent then? So again, he's another one who's kind of caught in caught in the ether, so to speak. Of he's gonna have to make with his agent very clear decisions about. How do I get the big bags if I'm not playing anywhere to justify getting the big bags?
1: Yeah, I think Fabian was someone two years ago, you'd say he was on the verge of making that level in terms of being a top tier uh, T20 player. And I think it could be coincidence, but when DJ Barvo made his infamous World Champion song before the World Cup in 2021, if you notice, alongside Chris Gale, Andre Russell and Ryan, the only two current players who featured in the video were um, Nicholas Poor and, and Fabian Allen and for me that was sort of symbolic of Allen being seen as in esteemed company as being of that level unfortunately he was injured for last year's World Cup he's had personal reasons this year which has kept him out of the game and it sort of hindered him so as you said I feel unfortunately considering we know what talent he has in terms of his bowling his fielding his batting I just feel he's set himself back two for years so he's essentially got to start from scratch in terms of proving himself now the one other player who did get released was Shafane Rutherford I almost feel Chavane Rutherford as well is, is a similar case. He's not playing enough cricket around the world to sort of continually be in the eyes of IPL scouts or proving himself. He didn't play he hasn't played for West Indies in years. He doesn't play that many franchise tournaments. I think PSL is his strongest tournament that he plays in. So not surprising, Michelle to see Rutherford go.
0: Shafane's got a young kid, so part of it may also be that Shafane wants to stay at home a bit more. But let's listen listen, let me let me draw for the elephant in the room. Maybe word has traveled around the globe that Shafain's got a very lax attitude to fitness. Maybe, maybe word has got out and if word has got out, that's Shafane's problem. That's on him. So you can't keep expecting to keep getting the big bag, big bag, big bag, and then letting everyone find out that you don't really care about fitness, this and the other. Eventually it's going to backfire on you. And again, I wish Faye, I wish Shafain well. I I hope he gets to eat a food, but, maybe words getting out.
1: Very valid point. And we're going to take another break. And when we're back, we'll look at the players who did manage to retain their contracts with IPL franchises.
0: I'm Neil Manthorpe, one half of South Africa on 99.94 with Lungani Zama. We're covering the Rainbow Nation as it undergoes its biggest transition since readmission. We cover every part of the South African game on 99.94. And you can hear us several times a week where you find your podcasts or on YouTube.
1: Okay, so I mentioned it a bit earlier. Some big names did retain them. We did Not all West Indians were discarded by their franchises. Some have survived and made it through to next season. Now, I think Sunu Narayan and Andre Russell, we don't need to go too much in detail. They sort of speak for themselves. You know, all-time greats in the format. Narayan is someone who you'd probably say would be playing IPL for at least the next five, six years just because he's a spinner. Russell... He hasn't been in the greatest form, but considering what he has done for Kolkata Knight Riders, it makes sense that they haven't given him that they have released him. They've given him another opportunity. I think we'd have to see a dramatic fall in form for him to ever be released on the franchise. Now, one player who I mentioned earlier, he famously missed the plane ride to Australia to play for West Indies in the World Cup, but I'm sure he'll be on the plane ride first game of the, of the IPL. Shimron Heckmeyer has secured his million-dollar deal with the Rajasthan Royals. Michelle, what's your thoughts on that?
0: Life's good for Shimron Hetmeyer. Life's good, boy. (laughs) This is a playing for West Indies twice. Gets the big gets the IPL retention bag. Life is very good. This is why I reiterate it again. We may never see Shimron Hetmeyer play for West Indies again. Mm -hmm. We may never see it. And here's the thing, Santoki. Why should we see it? Because he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. All the while, people still believe that Shimron is a talent worth taking a gamble on. And like we, like, you, like you said already, IPL is considered to be the creme de la creme for T20 tournaments. All the while they're willing to take the gamble on him, why should Shimron have to change? Why should he? Who are we at the end of the day? Who, who are West Indies? And I know some of your listeners and go, how dare you say that, Mash? What do you mean who are West Indies? But to Shimron Hempmeyer, who are West Indies? Because IPL, Rajasthan Royals are saying big bag every year because you are the man. Shimron I don't have to care about West Indies anytime soon. It's only when the big bag starts drying up for Shimron that you might see him come cap in hand back to West Indies and say, sorry, I disrespected the base. Let me come and let me come and bleed for the maroon. But for now, now I can't even blame Shimron because everybody's, everybody's validating and justifying his behaviour
1: yeah exactly and a lot of people were surprised that Carl Mayers was one of the seven players retained but f- looking at it from my opinion he got the lowest deal 66,000 US dollars so it's a no brainer considering the options he provides as an opener with his medium pace his fielding it would it makes sense for the franchise to retain him it's a no risk signing so for me that makes sense in terms of Carl Mayers now we talked about Hettmeyer and the Ryan Russell players who aren't on the radar of West Indies cricket aren't going to be in the maroon anytime soon if we look at the remaining players who got retained they're going to be critical in the development of the side for the next two years going into the world cup match i guess it's only right to start with the dynamic duo alzari joseph and obed mccoy you know our premium strike bowlers they've they've been retained is this a great how good a move is this for west indies cricket
0: yeah that's that's good and first things first alzari 100 deserves it He had the fantastic he's had a fantastic what year and a bit year and a half, maybe one year. We always knew he was good in ODI cricket, but his game has really improved in T20. He only made his debut remarkably so in T20s, West Indies this year. Um, but his game has kicked on in tests, It's kicked on in T20s. He's always been good in ODIs. So yeah, Alzari, Alzari can be whatever he wants to be. If he continues to work on his batting, he could, people might even start considering him an all-rounder in some capacity. But yeah, it's a no-brainer. Given, given the clicks that Alzari can bowl at as well, Good. I, I feel happy for the U uh, to to get his retention. And Obed, Obed, if not a lot's been said about it, untucky, but he actually had a subpar World Cup. But again, yes. the skill set that he offers and on Indian tracks as well, again, it's a no brainer uh, for a franchise to retain um, Obed McCoy. So th- those are two players who, where I'm like, yeah, you know what? Well done. Well done. You, yeah. you, you, yeah. you deserve that food. Go eat well.
1: I think, yeah, Obed struggled in the World Cup, but we saw him firsthand when he was at Sussex in the T20 Blast, and we've seen what he can do at the death for the Rajasthan World. So as you said, that skill set is very valuable in T20 cricket. So it's a no-brainer for him to get signed. And last but not least, Mash, we're going to go to your fe- your fellow Jamaican, Rothman Powell, vice-captain for the West Indies white ball side, T20 side. Talked up as a future captain if Nicholas Pooran ever steps down in the coming years. Um, he's someone who's kind of blossomed into an elite T20 player late in his career. It's only really, I'd say, the series we played against England, that 5T20 series earlier this year, where he sort of stood out as, OK, this he can be a marquee player. He's sort of been average to, to good in T20 cricket, but this year he's really excelled and he's been retained by Delhi Capitals. Just how good is it to see Rothman prospering in the IPL? Yeah,
0: it's an interesting one. Because if Rothman had been released, I also wouldn't have been surprised. But I do, don't get me wrong. I think he deserves his retention. But uh, Rothman's retention for Delhi probably speaks to one of the key issues we have with West Indies. Delhi will have retained Rothman because they have identified a clear role for him. All now for West Indies, I couldn't tell you what Rothman's role is. All now, you know. And look how many times he's played for West Indies in T20s. So I think this, again, if we're going to get serious about West Indies as a T20 side, we've got to start working out for our own sake in our own side going forward someone's got to tell Rothman Powell this is the one role you have in our West Indies setup, and that's what you're going to be going forward because you better believe Santoki that Rothman Powell already knows what his role is for Delhi Capitals but if we even when we get him on Caribbean Cricket Podcast he'll he'll say to us boy sometimes about four sometimes about six sometimes I pinch it he he don't know so I think Rothman's retention more speaks to clear role definition and what and how that helps a franchise and how that helps a player
1: yeah I think that that's an excellent point to finish on and a lot of people will be like why why are West Indies on 99.94 doing an IPL IPL episode are they trying to get their views up they're trying to get the numbers up (laughs) but I think what we've shown is how IPL no matter whether you're a fan of it or not how intrinsically linked it is to your international cricket as we said West Indian players being released in in big numbers sort of reflects where we are in T20 cricket and international standing. So at this point in time, IPL is the pinnacle league. So we sort of take it as a reflection of our own standing in world cricket. And so as as you can say, us crashing out of the World Cup is intrinsically linked to so many players being released by their IPL franchises it's just where we are at, 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 in an international cricket at the moment MASH so we'll be keeping a key eye on the auction next month just to see who gets signed up there could be some surprises as we said we would probably expect the likes of Nicholas Poran to be the signed just because of the ceiling that he does have so it'll be very interested to see and we'll obviously be following their performances for IPL franchises next year but that's a good night for me MASH is a good night for you
0: it's good night from me santoki but let me just say this one thing in case people think we, we've forgotten rahul dravid keep our name out of your mouth thank you <laughs> it's good night from me <laughs> <laughs> get ready race fans because the ultimate nascar experience is about to hit the airwaves Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring
1: you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super
0: speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for.